Hello, and welcome to the Biblically Centered Podcast. Hello. Uh, my name is Johnny Jordan. This is my wife, Danica, who has already said hello. I did. Yep. She did. I just got it out of the way. Um, this is our third episode yes. of the podcast. Um, so yeah, we're excited to be here. Appreciate, like always, the feedback from the first couple of episodes. So thank you for those who have listened to those. Yes, we appreciate liking, subscribing, sharing, um, and it helps keep the content and the algorithms all working. Well, it just helps get in front of the right people. Yes. Um, the more that people like and share, um, it'll, you know, start putting this, uh, content in front of people with similar interests as you. So, um, yeah, so we appreciate it if you do that. It's awesome. Um, you want to go ahead and start us with the uh, mission statement, please, sweetie? Pat? I would love to. Biblically centered equips your family with knowledge and conversations for you to live and defend your Christian faith. Awesome. And so today, today, last episode, we talked about virtue, our first virtue, virtue A. Yes. So, which naturally means that today we are progressing to virtue number, <gasps> not number. Do you ever do that? Letter. I do. Letter. Virtue yes. letter B. B, uh, which says we believe the Holy Spirit guides us and gives us discernment. Yes. Um, and so we will start off with a definition once again, because as we always say, we love definitions and making sure that our words are defined. So everyone um, better understands what we're trying to communicate. Right. Yes. Which you have to do these days. So, um, the one I'm going to define today is discernment. Discernment is distinguishing one thing from another. So truth from falsehood, falsehood, <laughs> virtue no, no, from vice, <laughs> etc., or acuteness of judgment. Yes. Falsehood, not mm-hmm. hood. It's a good word to, de- to define because I know... Uh, People talk a lot about discerning things, especially in the Christian world. And so sometimes you can be like, what does that actually mean? Yep. So, um, yeah. All right. So John fourteen twenty six says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Yes. So, um, Obviously, for anyone who's read the Gospels, you understand when Jesus left, he said that that would be a good thing because he was going to leave someone better in his place. And that person that he left was the Holy Spirit, who has now been welcomed into the heart of believers. Um, And so we get that unique opportunity to have God with us all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So... If you read the Old Testament, which sometimes is hard to do, but I, when you go in and read it with the sense that they don't actually have God with them all the time, they're having to go to the temple or they are having to be the ones that are actively seeking him out. Um, whereas we get the unique opportunity to have God with us so that, yes, we still are seeking him, but he is close at hand all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the Holy spirit, just to kind of recap is the third person of the Godhead. He is fully God and all things are applied by him. And he eternally proceeds from the father and the son, and he is eternally sent. So God is 
um, eternal, just like Jesus is eternal, just like the Holy Spirit is eternal. So the three of them together are one, but each individual in their nature. Mm-hmm. You do a whole uh, series on the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Or not the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Yes. Because it's a, uh, yeah, I know for a lot, it can, even still for us, it can be a, a concept that can kind of sometimes hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. So this virtue is about how do we teach that to our children? Because mm-hmm. I feel sometimes that gets lost in the translation of like, okay, believe in Jesus. And then what is the next step? Yeah. And so this virtue um, is making us aware that that's important to talk about. I mean, you know, we, we have a God in three persons. And so each one of those persons needs to be told and explained to our children mm-hmm. that they um, understand that concept, even though sometimes, like you said, it can be muddy in our understanding. Yes, for sure. Um, so we obviously aren't aren't uh, saying that we're going to hit the nail on the head in this episode <laughs> or necessarily cover all the bases of the Holy Spirit, but it's more so the introductory conversation. Um, so um, I think an important thing to teach for us to understand and to teach our kids is that because obviously we want our kids to read the scripture and read the Bible um, regularly, but is to help them understand that the Holy Spirit um, uses scripture to transform us um, to reflect the image of Christ in every area of our life. Um, and so, and I know similarly to what we maybe have said in the past that like our time reading scripture is not the sole purpose of that is not to puff ourselves up and feel like, you know, we have the most solid theological stance as any Christian in the world, but it's to allow the Holy spirit to use the scriptures to continually transform and renew us. And so that's what we want to teach our kids. Um, in our opinion, at least, um, is that when you're reading the scripture is to have those questions and like ask God to meet you where you are, while you're reading the scripture scripture and to teach you something through this process. Yes. And I think we were talking a little bit about this, I believe on, in our life group this past week, but how, um, shout out, shout out, get yourself a life group. Um, or a small church group. Um, we were talking about the importance of that, of what you said is, um, God's word is alive and active, which means at any stage of your life, God can use his word to speak to you. And also to your point, the Bible is a connected story about God. So we are reading God's word to find out about him. If in that it also reveals things about ourselves. Obviously, if we compare and contrast his nature with what we're currently doing, it, it does bring those things to to life. So we're not reading it just to what can I get for me, like you said, but we're, we're getting it to what is God saying and who is he like and what is he saying about this situation or thing that we're reading about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Holy Spirit is able to help keep God's word alive and active. Because as we read it, it's not just words on a page like any other book that we can read. The Holy Spirit is able to bring different verses or things to our mind, um, which makes it such a richer experience. Mm -hmm. 
And so, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, simply put, it's just like, that's one, you know, that's a great attribute of the Bible is that it is alive and active. And so, you know, you could read the same passage of scripture today, um, and then read it again in a year and it might hit you differently or show you something differently, right. even though it's the same words on the page. Um, and it's not to say that we're changing the meaning of the text, but it's just the fact that because it's alive, it has the ability to, to convict or to enlighten, um, show you new things about God, um, et cetera, each time you read it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And so going back to what I mentioned before about the Old Testament versus the New Testament, when we were given the Holy Spirit, we were given a new way to relate to God. And so in the previous law, um, the previous law had some serious limitations and was very much a temporary placeholder for the new revealed covenant, which is, um, you could say, old covenant and new covenant. Those are also um, ways to describe the Old and New Testament. And so the new covenant is dependent on the Holy Spirit and no longer consists of animal sacrifices or law observances. Um, and so as believers, we are to live in accordance with the spirit, not just observing external ordinances. And I think that's a really beautiful part of Christianity is that we are working with the Holy Spirit through that sanctification process. Like we said, he can use God's word. He can use a fellow believer or the body of Christ to challenge us and transform us into Christ. And, um, you know, we don't have to do these rigid um, observances or rituals in order to see if that will pacify or pass the test. You know, we are allowed to, in every moment, seek is this God's will? Is this God's best for me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. um, it's not like I'm going to do all these things and then hope I pass the test. Right. It's like he's with us as we're taking the test. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, um, I guess simply put, it's, you know, we we're Christians. Like we we live and function differently than the way the average person in the world lives and functions. Uh, typically speaking, of course, again, not speaking for everyone, but typically speaking, you know, people in the world make their decisions based on the five senses, you know, kind of what makes sense on paper. I'm going to take this job because it pays a little more. Or I'm going to date this girl because she's prettier than this other girl I was dating. Um, yada, yada. Like y your, your circumstances and situations are very based on the, the things around you, the carnal, but for us as Christians, like we, we have the Holy spirit who leads and guides us, um, and, and can lead you in directions, um, that honor God, but maybe are contrary to what makes sense in a worldly case. And of course, that's not to say that again, like I said, not for everyone, because there's, you know, plenty of people who the Holy spirit wants to be exactly where you are right now in the job you're in, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, the point of it all is to say that like we need to treat the way that we make decisions differently than the world does. And that's yes. something that we need to teach our kids is like when you're making a big decision, who you're, who you're dating schools you're going to. Um, and it can be even simple things. Like if you just feel a check in your spirit about, 
going out tonight with this group of friends or whatever, um, is that you, we, we pray about these things and we are led by the Holy spirit to what, um, to where he's leading us, I guess, to, yeah, to say, right. Our, our decisions that we're making are not uh, just merely circumstantial. Like you said, they're based on something higher and that is God. Mm -hmm. And if he is Lord of our life, then we are trusting him with our whole lives, which means our choices. And that extends to all of our life. Um, yeah. So um, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, I just love that that verse speaks to going back to our first virtue about holiness and pursuing the things of God. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so what a what better way to show Christ than to truly allow the Holy Spirit to be able to be expressed through us for the purpose of showing his nature to believers and non-believers. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's kind of nice being here with you. Well, thanks. You know? <laughs> it's like a little date afternoon here. Just no kids in the room with us. We're just chatting, talking about the Holy Spirit. It's like, what else could you want? Nothing. Maybe more boobs. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a BL. I <laughs> so we'll cut that out. Yes, we'll cut that out. I intentionally said that just because I wanted to get that look on your face and it was worth it. <laughs> okay. But I'll probably save that clip and send it to some people. All right, so. <laughs> Do you need a breather? Just take a breath and go into our next verse. Okay. Mm -mm. Oh, man. All right, so, but moving on, Galatians 3, 3. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I forgot to edit that out? Like, you need to make sure I listen to the whole episode. Please do. Okay. Okay. All right. But moving on. Galatians 3, 3 through 6 says, So are you foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Do you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith, just as Abraham believed God and was counted to him and it was counted to him as righteousness. That was Galatians 3, 3 through 6. I said that, right? Yes. Okay, sweet. Good to repeat it. Yeah. Right. So that's talking about how our salvation is um, grace through faith. And it's not reliant on works. It's not reliant on anything that we are doing in and of ourselves alone. Um, which, I don't know. I think for me, I go through seasons of okay, I'm really going to trust and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit rule and reign in my life. And then it's like, oh, but I would have done it differently. Or, oh, I think I would have done this. Or, and then you kind of pull the reins back and try to make it all by yourself. And yeah, I think that's just 
I guess for me, that's my natural ebb and flow is to give all control over and then try to take it back Mm -hmm. and then give it all over and then take it back. Yeah. For me, I know oftentimes it's like, like the desire is to give the control of my life over to God continually. But sometimes it's like, okay, I'm giving control over to God. And just like you said, it's like, okay, now it's been, you know, a couple of days and things aren't going the way I thought it was going to go. And maybe I need to start doing things again in my own, (laughs) my own way to try to control things again. Um, but, um, and, and again, that's, uh, that's not to say that we shouldn't work hard. Obviously working hard is, is part of our faith, but, right. um, but trusting God with the, what am I trying to say? Well, I've heard it say you should pray and rely on God if, as if it does all rely on him because it does, but then you should be able to do your part as if it did only depend on you. Yeah. But obviously we know it does not only depend on us, mm-hmm. but it's that pairing that makes it that full picture. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're expressing externally what he's doing internally. Right. So our, our faith will come out through our works because that's a natural response. I think we talked about that a little bit last episode with pursuing holiness. If you're pursuing holiness, your life should look holier, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, day by day. Like we are being transformed into the image of Christ. And so that will naturally flow to our works, but our works are not the only thing. So if that's the only thing we have and we haven't changed internally or spiritually, then obviously it's of no value. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's that verse about like the wheat and the chaff, you know, those will be separated and um, we want to make sure that our works are in accordance to what he's told us to do. They're just not us trying to do it on our own. Right. Um, so we mentioned earlier that these virtues are obviously to teach our family and introducing the concept of the Holy Spirit to children when they are young, you know, and obviously throughout their whole life is very important. Um, but a lot of these virtues are internal. And so I feel like we have to kind of retrain our phrasing, how we're talking about things and, um, You know, so if you are having to make a big decision as a family or even maybe it's just a really hard week or something, being able to express and let your children know that you are relying on the Holy Spirit or, hey, we have this big decision and we are praying and we are believing that the Holy Spirit is going to give us an answer, Mm -hmm. making sure that we verbalize that so that it's not like a big shock when Mm -hmm. we're like, Hey, by the way, the Trinity and your kid's like, what? Um, Because he is a part of Christianity and we need to make sure that we give him the honor that he does deserve, but also communicate that in a way to where we make that um, something that our children are able to understand. Yeah. And even to, for like this season that we're in currently, you know, I left a, a job that I had for close to 20 years. And so I was talking to one of our kids the other day and, and he was like, so now that you don't have a job, who's your boss (laughs) or that you've left that job? Who's your boss? And I was like, well, I mean, God's my boss. You know, I'm like, God's who I listen to. Um, you know, we talk every day and 
whenever he leads me in a direction, that's what I do. And I was like, and that's kind of the reason why I ended up leaving this job I was in is because it was a great job and I could have stayed there for the next 20 years, um, or, you know, until I retire. But I felt like God was leading me in a different direction. And so I, you know, it was tough, but that's what, that's, that was the voice that I followed. Um, and so, but again, and you could just see him just kind of staring at you and the wheels are turning and it's like, I don't know if he's getting this or not, but he just stares at you. He's like, okay. And then, you know, so, but it's just, again, like, you know, when we mentioned this before, the kind of those conversations, the opportunities to let your kids know that God isn't just this ethereal being out in the cosmos somewhere, but he's right. someone that we are living in fellowship with daily, um, who's helping and influencing our decisions and our actions. Um, you know, and so it's an, it's an important thing to make sure that our kids understand as best as they can and see that example through, right. through us. Right. Um, yes. And also to that point, it's, it's not, uh, an energy or a life force. You know, I think some people also take it that way too. No, like the Holy Spirit is a person of the Trinity who has jobs and responsibilities. And because the three of them are in relationship, that's what they're wanting with us. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is another beautiful aspect of Christianity. A, Jesus was sent to us. So we were able to commune with a physical Christ. But then when he left us, he didn't just like peace out, you know, like he left us something even better, which was that he gets to commune with all believers all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just like, oh, I scheduled a meeting with Jesus. Okay. Our church is going to get him for this week and then you'll get him over there that, (laughs) you know, like it's not, we don't have to try to pry and try to schedule our time. It's like, no, we can literally talk to God at any point during the day. And again, we don't have to go through these like rituals or things. It's just, he is with us. And I think like, if we think about our life and how many times during our mundane tasks or things that we're doing, I think we can forget that, but it's like, he's always with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be such a great reminder that even in those mundane, in the highs and the lows, like the Holy Spirit is with us. And, um, I don't know, that's just a really comforting thing to think of if you remind yourself. Yeah, for sure. And it's important again, to instill that in in the kids and, um, you know, and like, I think you had mentioned a little bit earlier, just about like praying that, you know, obviously like with our, our kids, you know, we, we pray with them daily and whether it be, you know, at meals or, you know, before bed, but to encourage your kids, you know, that you can be in conversation with, with God all day. He actually encourages us to pray without ceasing. And so now that doesn't mean you have to go be locked in your room, um, with your face down in your pillows praying for the entire day, but it's that you're kind of constantly in step um, and, yeah. and thinking about the Holy Spirit, the scriptures, things you're learning and allowing God to be shaping you as you're going about, um, your day. So yeah, that's the Holy Spirit in a nutshell. There you go. Very small nutshell. Very, very small. <laughs> yes. Anything you'd like to add? Um, no, because I feel like it would add like 10 to 20 more minutes. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> If y'all want that at this stage of this podcast, but, uh, 
I think it's with any of these virtues. I we are trying to keep them as kind of condensed, con- condensed yeah. and concise because we want to continue to keep going over them. We've mm-hmm. created 26 virtues. We will go over them once and then our hope is to go back over the, you know, like again, God's word is alive and active. So we will be learning new things as we go a with parenting and our children, but also keeping in step with God and he'll be sharing more things with us. And we'll like, yeah, it's, it will be a continual thing, but yes, we try to make them condense otherwise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know we get it yes so all right well uh, i guess that's all for today yes feel free to like share subscribe please uh visit biblicallycentered.com mm-hmm. there's a freebies tab we have lots of fun things there biblicallycenteredmerch.com is also available with some merchandise we're also on etsy it's a little Hard to find us right now, but um, we're on there. Yes, we are. We're getting Etsy's the newest platform, so we're getting that worked out still. But we're on there somewhere. We're on there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we would just we feel honored that you chose to listen to us, mm-hmm. and um, if you would like to share, that would be welcome. It would be. Yeah. But until next time. Bye. We need to find a cool closing. You know how like a lot of podcasts oh. will have like a little phrase at the end. My bye at the end. Bye. Is bye. There- yeah, but it's, you know, yeah, it is cute. Okay, we'll work on it for next time. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>